It's Saturday, July 9th, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken admonished Beijing over its support for Russia in a meeting with his Chinese counterpart, a sign of how the invasion of Ukraine is complicating efforts to put relations between the two superpowers on steadier footing. The chief U.S. diplomat sat down with Chinese Foreign Minister Wang Yi on Saturday with the aim of improving communication between the countries, despite deep-seated differences. The meeting came after a gathering of foreign ministers from the group of 20 leading global economies in Bali, Indonesia. More than four months now into this brutal invasion, the PRC still stands by Russia, Mr. Blinken said in a press briefing after the meeting. He pointed to Beijing's support for Moscow at the United Nations, dissemination of Russian talking points through Chinese state media, and a joint military exercises with Moscow. China has called itself as neutral on the war, but Chinese diplomats have repeatedly said Russia's concerns over the expansion of NATO are legitimate and said that Western powers, the U.S. in particular, are to blame for pushing Moscow into a corner. Meanwhile, protesters demanding the resignation of Sri Lankan President Gotabaya Rajapaksha breached police barricades and stormed his official residence as public anger mounts over his government's handling of a deepening economic crisis. Braving tear gas and water cannons in the capital, Colombo, protesters also entered the president's office on Saturday in one of the largest anti-government demonstrations in the country this year. Mostly peaceful demonstrations have been held daily outside the office since March. The South Asian nation's wilting economy has seen Sri Lankans endure months of double-digit inflation, rolling power blackouts, and severe shortages of fuel and medicine. Sri Lanka's foreign reserves are depleted to the point that it can no longer afford to pay for essential imports, and the country defaulted on its debt for the first time in its history in May. Back in the U.S., the Biden administration asked the Supreme Court Friday to reinstate immigration enforcement guidelines that a lower court blocked after Texas and Louisiana filed suit, arguing that the policy lets too many non-citizens with criminal records go free while their cases are processed. The guidelines focused attention efforts on non-citizens deemed to threaten national security, public safety, and border security. They provide criteria for immigration officers making detention decisions, such as the nature of the crime previously committed and whether a person is of advanced or tender age, has served in the U.S. military, or has family members who would suffer if a caregiver was removed. On Wednesday, the 5th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans said the guidelines, which were issued in September by Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, might violate federal law because they don't require automatic detention of certain non-citizens who have been convicted of state crimes while their deportation cases are processed. In other news, a strong hiring report for June has assuaged fears that the U.S. economy might be on the cusp of a recession and highlighted the resilience of the nation's job market. Yet the figures the government released Friday also spotlighted the sharp divide between the healthy labor market and the rest of the economy. Inflation has soared to 40-year highs, consumers are increasingly gloomy, home sales and manufacturing are weakening, and the economy might actually have shrunk for the past six months. The contrasting picture suggests an economy at a crossroads. Strong hiring and wage growth could help stave off recession, or conversely, 
Painful inflation and steadily higher borrowing rates engineered by the Federal Reserve could discourage consumer and business spending and weaken growth, eventually leading businesses to scale back hiring or even to cut jobs. And Elon Musk announced Friday that he will abandon his tumultuous $44 billion offer to buy Twitter after the company failed to provide enough information about the number of fake accounts. Twitter immediately fired back, saying it would sue the Tesla CEO to uphold the deal. The likely unraveling of the acquisition was just the latest twist in a saga between the world's richest man and one of the most influential social media platforms, and it may pretend a titanic legal battle ahead. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this Daily Morning Brief on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.